0: Peace, peace, and welcome. I have an incredibly uh, special guest with me this morning, Hotep Jesus. (laughs) What's up, bro?
1: What's good, bro? How you feeling, man? (laughs)
0: I'm good, man. I'm good. um, So I first came across you, I I think as many others did, on the Joe Rogan podcast. And and you brought up so many interesting discussions or, you know, world views that uh, really intrigued me. Um, I know you have a a bunch of stuff going on with, like, your show, Hotep's Been Told You, uh, and various other ventures that I want to get into. Uh, But um, can you – I want to start – I watch a lot of your interviews, too, and I actually learned a lot, kind of like seeing how you go about things. Okay. One of the things that I thought was interesting is uh, strategically how you've been uh, utilizing different platforms to build your brand. Um, but let's get into you as a person. Uh, where'd you grow up?
1: North, North New Jersey.
0: Okay.
1: North New Jersey. Then, um, you know, I moved to the Burbs, graduated high school. But I'm a Jersey guy, man. I'm Jersey born and raised. I lived everywhere in New Jersey. You know, Irvington, East Starring, Elizabeth, Hillside. You know, a lot of Essex County, um, a lot of Somerset County, a lot of Union County. But um, I've been trapped in Jersey, man, my whole life. I can't wait to leave. My next move is going to be my best move, but I'm getting the fuck out of What <laughs> <laughs> What's
0: next? You coming to Silicon Valley? I know you're in the tech.
1: <coughs> mm, potentially. Potentially. You know, it, it wasn't, you know, I hadn't thought about it now that you said it, you know. I wouldn't say no, right? like, you know, yeah, you know, we could check that vibe out. I'm really open to like where my next move might be. Um, and then, you know, my next move, I really want my next move to be like a dual move. Like I really want two locations, you know, one here and one there um, and kind of bounce between the two. Um, Silicon Valley might not be a bad number one or two, man.
0: Yeah,
1: It's really expensive to live out there, though.
0: Nah, yeah, it's crazy. My my rent here is uh, $3,200 a month.
1: $3,200 a month?
0: Yeah, for a a one-bedroom.
1: A one-bedroom?
0: Yeah, in Hayes Valley, San Francisco.
1: It's an investment.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are out here. Um, One of the interviews, I heard you talking about the different tech businesses that you're invested in. Uh, I have equity in a company called uh, FitMatch, and they use AI to do body scanning and send people, like, clothing options that are, like, master preferences. Um, It's like a 95% uh, fit um, uh, rate. And my homie out of college started that. He's Jamaican. Um, You're Jamaican too, right?
1: My father's from Jamaica, yep.
0: My father's from Jamaica, yes. What are are the various tech companies that you're involved in right now?
1: Coinbase app, Wazo, and Jifitaz. Jifitaz is our Twitter tool. lets you save uh, just some videos from Twitter. Uh, Wazo is our uh, artificial intelligence software. And hardware for surveillance telemetry um, uh, object recognition weapon rec- uh weapon detection um, and other machine learning capabilities uh heat mapping, and so on and so forth um we're actually w- with that company we're actually working on um, some social distancing uh tools for corporations uh right now we're doing people counting at a grocery store uh and uh Basically, going to alert the manager when you know uh, they breach certain limits. So you know you can say, "Hey, you know we're getting it's getting kind of tight here. It's getting we're not at the limit yet. You know it's getting kind of tight. And then you know when it hits the limit, you know you can usually usually we mitigate it so that you never hit the limit. Like you kind of want to just start like, hey, you know, you know start thinking about how you're going to put a lid on the occupancy. Send people to the front doors to like get ready. So you can kind of see like, you know, you know where are we at, you know, how many people are at the, are at the counter. Um, and we're doing it in a really unique way because um, we're not storing anyone's information. We're not doing facial recognition, uh, at least not for this execution. Um, it's just simply uh, people counting. We're just, uh, you know, counting how uh, every time somebody passes the door and uh, we're counting entrances and exits and that's simply it. You know, so we're able to, you know, uh, work with uh, corporations to make them government compliant. And, um, you know, that's, that's some, some real fun stuff. And then um, we can get into commercial stuff too. So with the uh, commercial buildings, uh, a lot of people want to know uh, occupancy. Um, they want to know uh, heat mapping, uh, especially uh, near elevator spaces. So they can kind of see, hey, you know, you know, where are people um, getting stuck on what floors, you know, so on and so forth. Um, you know, how can we design the the offices better? Um, also in retail locations, you know, you can see what are the hot spots where people are stopping and you can, you know, uh, sell, um, uh, you know, your more premium products there. Maybe your, your, your add ons or whatever, um, near your POS. Um, but it'll show you, um, you know, another thing that's possible as well. I know companies doing this with Oracle, um, but, um, increasing the rates of people that pass by the store and then enter. So, uh, you're basically talking about, uh, foot traffic conversion rates, um, which is also within the realm of possibilities. Uh, the funny thing is, um, today, like if you can think it, we can build it. <laughs> uh-huh. So, you know, you, you, think about the way, you know, you want to, you, know, you want to handle this stuff. It's great. And, um, you know, so, so, so that's Wazo, Wazo AI. Um, uh, Wazo Security, because we also do security as well. Um, mm-hmm.
0: what's the name? Wazo,
1: what does that mean? Wazo, yeah. Um, Wazo is the name of the owl. Okay. Our logo is an owl now. Don't go Bohemian Grove, Illuminati, conspiracy theory, <laughs> but um, you know, we have a university uh, professor, Noah, he's a really good guy. Um, university professor who designed our logo. Um, he uh created our, our branding, the name Wazo, the whole nine. Um, but that's the owl's name, man, Wazo. Um, really, really awesome um, company. And then we, you know, Bitcoin boomed this week. So we have the uh, Bitcoin company, CoinBitsApp.com. That was started by uh, Maher and um, his brother Yusuf. Uh, we call him Chef. Um, and uh, that one's just basically a, a passive Bitcoin investing app. Uh, based upon the dollar cost average investing strategy so that one's uh pretty good you know you basically set it forget it if you if you've been if you've been rounding up with us <laughs> past few months you know while these during these dips and just buying every week you know you you buy on a recurring basis you'd be happy right now you know um last night i got a bunch of screenshots from um our loyal users and they were like ah i'm up i'm up i'm up look how much i'm up look how much i'm up <laughs> you know um some people were up like 50% you know you couldn't get those type of returns in the stock market this year outside of playing options you know so yeah it's 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 been a wild ride yeah,
0: I actually I actually got a bunch of screenshots from friends about Bitcoin and I've been I've been like very anti crypto. I've been one of those people. And um a good friend of mine uh he he really loves your content. His name is Aubrey. He works for a company called, you know, Airtable.
1: Oh yeah, I know Airtable.
0: He works at Airtable now and he had he sent me some questions. He was like, "Oh, I actually this. What would you what me to call you Brian during this or hello, you care?" <laughs>
1: It doesn't matter. Whatever's comfortable. All right, cool. <laughs> so yeah. uh,
0: Is 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 cryptocurrency a safer way to transfer wealth to the black community? If so, why and what's on the horizon? So
1: oh man! Brand, I'll tell you all, That's brand. a. <laughs> yo, appreciate the question. Um, second of all, I love Airtable. Mm-hmm. You know, my life is on there. Um. Hmm. Crypto. So my my my. Let's let's give my short answer and then we'll give a long answer, right? So the short answer is no. <laughs> um, but I, I see how he's asking the question, which is why I said there's a longer answer to this. Should black people invest in crypto? Hell yeah, you should. <laughs> you know, uh, I think anybody who's investing should have a well diversified portfolio of securities. End uh, of the day, all these securities are based upon sentiment and emotions. Um, you know, if you if you let's say this was eight years ago, mm, seven years ago, six years ago, five years ago, let's say five years ago, five years ago, if you said, "Yo, Bitcoin is stupid," you'd be a dummy. You'd be a dummy because you could have bought like five hundred and been a millionaire. During the, the boom of 2016, I mean 2017, or was it 2018
0: now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hindsight though, that's always like you know you can say that right things, but continue, continue.
1: Right. So you'd be a dummy to say I shouldn't have some Bitcoin. You should definitely have some Bitcoin. <laughs> you should definitely have you some. Um, to, to 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 not have an asset. With its type of volatility and growth rate Would be kind of stupid Now I'm not saying go all in um, Because that could be dangerous Um, Things are unpredictable Life is unpredictable Um, Bitcoin is, is Not decentralized Let's also say that Bitcoin is not decentralized And I'm not saying that as far as the technology Is concerned, I'm saying that as far as the people Who make the decisions For the protocol Okay. This stuff is, is VC-backed, especially when we're talking about things like BCH and the other various Bitcoin uh, alternatives. I don't put my trust in none of that, but I will expose my portfolio to some of these assets. Um, because you know we're betting, we're 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 gambling here. That's what we're doing. We're gambling with our money, hoping that you know these things go up. I do believe that um, there is promise for Bitcoin. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't be involved in the Bitcoin. But for me, I don't think there's one solution for the Black community. Like I don't think Bitcoin could save the Black community. Like that's impossible. The Black community um, has has mastered money. Uh, we throw it in the air at strip clubs. Um, so, so money is nothing to us. Um, I think that, uh, you know, whatever form this money comes in, it's what you do with it. It's that it's that stay in power. Um, it's that ownership. And I don't see a whole lot of black people in VCs. Now, if you were to ask me, hey, do you think venture capitalism could change the black community? I'd say, hell, yeah, I, th- I think that's the only way you would need. People like Jay-Z, Rihanna, Beyonce to pool their assets, create a VC and start incubating, you know, 50 startups. You know what I mean? 50 black startups. Why doesn't that happen? you know, why not 50 black crypto startups? Uh, I don't think they can say things like, oh, well, there's not that many black people out here in this space. I think that's not true. I think there's a lot of black people in this space that could definitely use a Rihanna. Crypto Blood is out here doing great work. Bitcoin Z is out here doing great work. There's a lot of people out here that could use uh, this backing um, and they're not getting it. Um, And and we know um, due to uh, racial barriers, uh, especially with straight black males, um, the VCs aren't reaching out to to black males. A lot of that you see now because of the feminist movement. That money is going to black women. So so when you say, hey, yeah, we're investing in in black people in black companies, yeah, they're investing in black female companies because it looks good from a PR perspective uh, for these VCs, but they're not, they're not investing in heterosexual black males. You know, you know what I mean? And that's, and that's, that's, that's a very different thing to do because what you do is you stabilize the household. When you take the black male or the male of any, any village tribe or neighborhood and you, and you emasculate him so that the female out earns him and she now runs the household, it's, it's a very dangerous place to be for the future of those people. So 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 why isn't it that those VCs aren't back in black males? I don't know. Um, or or Jay-Z in them, you know. Um, but I think VC is, is the way that you you uh, take the black community and, and turn it in. And I think it's happening in Nigeria. Nigeria is very hot um, in the in the in the tech space right now. So I think those things will happen organically. And Nigeria is hot in the Bitcoin market too. They listen to my podcast, Ghana listens, South Africa listens. Um, so, you know, I think I think there's a lot of promise. You know, and when I think about the black community, I don't exclude Africa. Some people think about black people as just United States. I I never really had that conception of black people. Um, mostly because uh my father's from Jamaica. So um I've always had like uh, that international vibe to me Where like y'all, All my peoples When I go When I go to Jamaica I'm gonna see a dude That look like One of my homies from North mm-hmm. When I went to When I went to uh, Tanzania um, You know I saw people I knew I'm like Yo that look like Rashida from <laughs>
0: well, I'm glad you brought that up Cause I spent a month in Kenya Last year I was in yeah. Nairobi And I, when I got home I was like Yo every black American Has a, a twin in Kenya <laughs> <I'm> telling you <laughs> because like the, the perception of uh, what Af- what people in africa look like is very disconnected from like how i thought about people from africa when i was growing up and so when i went there i was like at a cafe and i swear i thought i i, I swore dave chappelle was right across from me <laughs> and i was like yo bro you know, you look like dave chappelle and um, but that and, but that debate though about um, you know am i black you know, that's like, uh, that, that will vary. you know, people from Jamaica in conversations I've had with people. It's not, obviously, it's not monolithic. Um, and, and absolutes, it's kind of, you know, like I, I try to avoid speaking in absolutes. And I, and I, and I try to, um, I do it sometimes anyway. And, mm-hmm. I, and I try to find common ground with people, even if we don't necessarily agree. Like there, there are, there are um, have it, like there are people out here that I've met Uh, Black VCs are investing in black men like they do exist. Okay. Spectrum, I'm not familiar with. I'm not familiar with how it's weighted. Okay. Um, I know PR is very much, it drives a lot of like um, how people make decisions. Like I'm in politics. I I know that's real. Do you know Michael Siebel? You ever heard his name? Nope. Or um, Michael Siebel is the CEO of uh, Y Combinator, he's a black man.
1: Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A black man runs Y Combinator?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. And, um, and uh, Ruben Harris. <clears throat> Ruben Harris runs a, he, I had him on a podcast. He, he's a black male. He's from Atlanta. He runs a tech company called Career Karma, and they're doing uh, coding education, which I saw you tweet about the other day, a coding yeah. mentor. Uh, I ran a I ran a, a nonprofit called Mission Bit, which taught coding to high school students across the Bay Area, um, and that's kind of how I met a lot of these people. Eric Moore, is a black man, um, venture capitalist. He uh, he runs a company called Base Ventures, and they invest in several. They have a you know Serena Williams invests with him. Other people invest with him, um, and uh, you know he's been connected to me through Mission Bit too. And so, um, like the Oh, and uh, the and this is a dude named Brian Dixon that's based out here. Some people I want to put you in touch with. Okay. Um, Brian Dixon is uh he works for Kapoor Capital. Do you know Kapoor? Yes. Okay. I mean, I know you know. I mean, I, you know, for our viewers, you don't know. <laughs> I know
1: the I know I know the corporations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know the corporation okay. names. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and, and Brian, um, you know, he works. He's a partner at the company. He doesn't run the company. Obviously. Oh wow! But so uh, it's like. You know, people, it's, it's a small community. Tristan Walker did a lot before I think he sold his company. Um, but I, I've never met Tristan
1: to uh, Gillette who did he sell to?
0: You know, I, I don't know. Like, I Ruben told me he
1: sold it. I love, I loved, I love that company he built. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the shaving, the right. shaving joint, Neville, yeah, 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 yeah. It was beautiful. I remember when he did the execution uh with uh, Combat Jack R. P. uh, Reggie Yossi. Mm-hmm. um yeah 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 Yeah. that was uh, a beautiful thing I felt like he he got he got jerked um on the deal on the sale I don't know if he had much choice though I don't know maybe I'm uneducated on it I feel like he got jerked but I think that I think that he was so successful that they gang they probably ganged up on Tristan Hmm. I'm thinking they were like yeah, we own the distribution <laughs> oh, yeah. channels you know don't make us have to come and really put you out of business and he was like alright fine sell <laughs> yeah. you can blame him for that right because they will put you out of business and you'll have zero <laughs> he, was, he was
0: the guy he was like the guy I mean I, I, and he, he sponsored a bunch of podcasts that I listened to Yeah. so um, I had Ken Montgomery on the show too I don't know if you heard of him he's a lawyer okay. guy from Brooklyn um, he was, he's, he's now representing tax stone and this murder trial, um, but the, all the companies. So you, you mentioned was it three or four tech companies? Three. Okay, three tech companies, and I know you do sort of like a, a coaching group. Uh, yeah,
1: have I have a- the virtual summit that. every Saturday. It's yeah, virtual okay. summit every Saturday. It's a really awesome program. You know, so what happened with that was? The so name of uh, it. I'm sorry, I just
0: want to make sure it was clear.
1: Uh, okay. Virtual summit.
0: Virtual summit. Okay, go ahead.
1: Yeah, it's a virtual small business summit. Um, basically, uh, where that came from was, um, I noticed that, uh, when I, uh, when I published my book, Dominate Twitter, uh, one of the students, um, was able to grab some of my free time. And I noticed how he was a lot more successful than other people because he had that access to me. You know, he's able to like pick my brain based upon some of the things I said in the book for like clarification and for customization for his own brand and style. And he's doing really well now. You know, he's making like 10 figure months, you know, he's just like really killing it. So I got to thinking, Oh, and then I worked with this other girl. She had a a health health brand. Um, and, uh, that deal fell through. She, she, she ended up, uh, you know, she wanted to, she always wanted to pay me back for just always giving her free advice. She always wanted to pay me back. So she was like, let me manage you. Like you're really popular. Like, let me manage you. And then like the first time I had like a a paid deal, you know, I basically sent it to her like 30 days had, it was about 30 days was about to end up, you know, like probably like day 27 and her and her boyfriend had a breakup or something like that. And, um, yeah, her and her boyfriend is, you know, just like dumb excuses for like not meeting demands, you know, like I don't really care about, you know, like I care. But like if I send you a deal and, and you know, she hadn't closed a deal yet, mostly because she wanted to do things her way. She didn't want to listen to me. She was like, I don't really have that much time. I'm like, yeah, you told me you were going to manage the situation like and, you know, like I didn't ask you to do this, you know, so she wanted to do it her way. So I let her do it her way. So I ended up closing the deal and I just basically sent it to her to just kind of like wrap up, put some finishing touches, you know, like, you know, take payment. I was just going to give her the payment. Um, she didn't even make 30 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I had given, I devoted like two years of advice into her, into her business and we moved her from individuals to corporate packages and she's just doing really good now, you know. But I was thinking about, you know, just all these people I was helping and I'm like, it took up a lot of my time because, you know, you get off the phone with one person. And you talk to another person, you know, that could go four hours out of my day, right? So I was like, how do I help as the maximum amount of people as possible with respect to my time? So I thought of this uh, summit idea um, where, you know, for two hours every Saturday between 1130 and 130 uh, p.m. Eastern time, 1130 a.m., um, we all just get all the small business owners in the room and just answer questions. Just answer questions people say hey you know i'm doing this and uh you know i'm having trouble with that and then you know the community is so cool the, the thing i love about the people the, the people is everybody ends up helping like everybody's throwing suggestions it's not just me you know what i mean um it's mostly getting advice from me because i just have the experience um but you know every, you know like we got this one dude shaheed who comes in and you know he, he he'll he'll uh I'll mention something and he starts throwing links out, you know, or 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 telling us like, "Okay, you know, what he's talking about here is a great tool for that. He's really good with uh, the tools." Um, but you know, we got a great mix. We got bloggers in there, we got media, political media in there, we got e-com, we got a dude running a marketing agency. Um, we got one girl that's heavy in a comic space. Uh, we got another dude that does um he does music for uh like god of war and uh spider-man the video games i'm talking about you know so like super big budget stuff so yeah it's like a really awesome crowd and because of i think a lot of it is because of the joe rogan interview put me you know in front of a lot of eyes um but a lot of important people vips follow me so um because of that you know i have a, a a rich group of people around me so so when um, you come to these summits, it's not like you're dealing with like people with plebish behavior, you know, like, Oh my God, I can't believe he's asked this question. No, this is a group of seriously motivated people that have already self educated themselves to a certain level to where they just need, ah, you know, go to the next, next, next stage of growth.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, trying to build multiple things, not, not trying to build multiple things, but like I started to go from multiple things to a few things. Yeah. And as you are, on that trajectory you find yourself running into roadblocks and you can have a group of friends that uh, may not be on the same mentality and so you can't really feed off that you know so like just building that community of doers is something that I really believe in Um, and it's also something that you know takes time and there's like like I pay for a personal trainer, right? I can't now because we're quarantined. Right, <laughs> and uh, and you know, I, there's there are several things that uh, I believe in paying for. Okay, like, being a part of that community, being part of these communities, I think is is one of those things. And I know there's a there's a membership cost associated with it, but there there will be people that will be with your what you do, right? There will be people that will be like, Nah, I don't need that, you know, like because um, they don't want to pay for it.
1: Oh yeah, um,
0: like what what if you Do you have any
1: commentary about that? Just like that, man. Absolutely, I have commentary about that. Fuck
0: them. Like,
1: I mean, like, like I'm not there for that type of person. You know, I'm. You know, like I promised with my book, build your tribe, change the world. Right. That person's not in my tribe, so they don't exist in my world. You know, I only focus on people who are doers and people. So, for example, like I say with myself, you know, people, I don't feel bad about selling information because I buy so much of it. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is what we do. Like, you have to at some point buy some information. You know, I've spent thousands on educating myself, you know? um So, people like, so some people make fun of people who sell courses or, or books or whatever it is. And I'm like, I get where that comes from because there's a lot of people out here who will learn something. Like, let's say it's like one dude, he says like, all right, I'm gonna start a marketing agency. Right. He closes one deal and the next day. is like, how to, cl- how to, how to start a marketing agency. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Yo, you closed one deal. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I get the pushback. The differences between me and those guys, um, you know, is, um, I have real experience and you know i'm i'm always gonna be i'm all, people are always gonna know where the real value is you know after they buy his and then they experience me they're gonna be like ah, uh, you know all right maybe i wasted my money on that but i didn't waste my money on this guy you know um but i think a lot of it comes to self-educating yourself enough to know who knows their shit you know what i mean so like i said when i when i purchase information my purchase decisions are, are well educated. Some people, uh some people's uh purchase decisions aren't educated. So they don't know what to buy. You ever run into somebody who like, you know, it's like uh, oh, I need to build a website. And it's like, okay, how are you gonna do that? I'm gonna go to Squarespace. And it's like, ah, that might not be the most economical solution, especially for somebody that's on a small budget. Like you might want to go get Elemental for $50 a year and pop it up on WordPress.org and uh pay you know 10 bucks for hosting for the year 60 bucks you're out there and you customize your page there's no monthly recurring fee <laughs> you know um and it's easier you know as far as the UI is concerned we you know it's these these type of things um that 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 matter uh when you're young you know um the main problem of businesses is they don't know where to spend their time and money and and i do and that's and that's what i I give people but you know when you know like i said i spend you know i i have educated buying decisions um and um you know i've spent two thousand dollars on a course before Mm -hmm. didn't even blink actually it was 1500 it was on sale introductory rate i was like i want it and then i bought this course i'll be honest with you i bought this course i knew i want to say At least 75% of the information didn't care because some of the filler information was educational, but he led me to one author that changed my life. One author, one book. I I spent $2,000 to purchase, I think, a $30 book and I'm a completely different person because of that, right? And some people will say, Well, you didn't get your two thousand words because you knew I got my two thousand words because I found a piece of information that changed me, you know. So people who are afraid to invest in their own education just suck at life. So like, why would I care about you? Like you don't invest in your own education. Some people pay a lot of a lot of money to go to a university. I'm the type of person that pays a lot of money to educate myself on my own. <laughs> you know, like you can be that person where you can just purchase information for people. If I want to know something, I'm going to buy it. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you? Do you have like what? What was like your education experience post high school? Did you go to? Did you do more? Did you go to college? Did you? Do any of that, or?
1: So I went to high school and then um, I went to community college. I'll give you. I'll tell you what my college experience was life. You're probably the only person that ha- that, that is going to get this information, um, or has gotten it up to this point. I went to uh, county college, and uh, I was a soccer player. Uh, at county college, I learned how to play basketball. You had all the street ballers; used would would w- come down, they would ball, and I used to just watch, like, "Damn, yo, dudes are sick, dudes are sick, man." But I was athletic because I played soccer. I was fit. So um, this one cat, he dribbled the ball really well. So I asked him, I said, "Yo, how you get so good at dribbling?" So he said, yo, I went in the garage, turned the lights off and dribbled with two basketballs. I said, bet. Went home. What'd I do? Did the same thing. Learn how to dribble. It took me a week to learn how to dribble. Mm-hmm. It's like ah, And I was really good. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's basketball. You just kind of got to practice a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Then I couldn't shoot. So I asked this white boy. He was the best shooter in the, in the gym. I said, yo. How do you, how you shoot so well? So he told me, how, you know, how to shoot. He said, at first, when you change a, I was shooting from here. But when you shoot from above your head, it's a better arc on the ball. So he said, it's gonna, at first, it's going to take some getting used to. You're not going to make any shots. But then when they start going in, you're going to make all up. And sure enough, I became a great shooter. So I had a full package game. Then I was hitting the gym. So, at one point, you know, I was able to dunk the ball. So, you know, it was it was cool, you know. Like, catch used to call me up, like, yo, you want a ball? So, I was a basketball head. I was cutting class to go play basketball. Um, And then also, at the time, um, I was working at Nordstrom selling women's shoes. So, I was making, like, two Gs every two weeks, you know, coming straight out of high school, you know. So, I was getting, like, 4K cash. I'm talking about take home. I was selling women's shoes, getting 10% at Nordstrom. And then – um. So I was, like, getting money. Like, I wasn't even thinking about school. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I went to school to hustle. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I went to school to sell, like, to, to sell services to people. You know what I mean? And to sell things to people. I, you know, I was, I was using school to hustle. I remember I enrolled in another university a little bit later just to hustle clothes, just to hustle Tim's. Like I, I paid a class just to have access to the students to sell them Timberland boots. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, that's college to me was just a, a come up. Right. So you know, I didn't take it serious from an academic point of view because academically, I was educating myself on other things. And I didn't, I didn't respect the, the county community. You know, I remember when I first went to county and I had my account class, I seen my teacher pull up. It was, she was late to class. And I saw her drive by our classroom in this little little pinto-looking car. I'm like, damn, <laughs> yo, she doing bad. You late for class. And I'm like, yo, this is my teacher? I'm like, this is insulting. Mm-hmm. So then, like, right around 21, no, 20, I walked into one of my classes at another university, um, at another uh, county college, uh, community college. And um. I walked in like two minutes late and the teacher said to me, he said, yo, you're, you're late. I said, no, 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 no. I'm not late. I said, I'll let you know when you're late. I pay for this class. You work for me. And the whole class was like, oh shit. Like, you know, and everybody kind of got quiet and he looked at me and I looked at him and I sat the fuck down like, no, bro, like I'm a grown ass man. You can't see once you put money in somebody's pocket. It kind of changes your perspective around this world you dealing with a grown ass man now. I got money. I got a car. I'm like, I'm doing good out here. And I got a hustle. I got my own record label. We working with Funkmaster Flex. Like I was a young kid. I was out here moving, you know? So like community college and college to me was like a joke. I saw people. I thought, I thought people that went to college was stupid. I'm like, you going there cause you stupid. <laughs> like That's how I pictured it. You know what I mean? I'm like, cause you really need this shit. Uh-huh. And then, um, uh, you know, so, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't, get educated through college. Um, I got picked up by a a mortgage company. So I was a mortgage broker up until the 2008 uh, financial crisis and we was killing it. You know what I mean? Like I remember uh, it took me three months to get my first real big check. The first two months, my homie was making fun of me. He was like, "Yo, you going to this job every day? They ain't paying you. You supposed to get an hourly rate, a stipend, minimum wage, something." I'm like, "Nah, I'm good." He's like, "Nah, it's a scam. It's a scam. You working the scam? That's MLM." I'm like, "Nah, it's not MLM. It's, it's legit." He's like, "Nah." So, I, the first time I came home with a check, I came home with a check with four hundred dollars. He's like, "See, I told you. I told you, because." Um I was a rookie. I closed my first loan. It was with argent. It was an arm four percent some interest rate um It was a lady. She was a little bit more savvy than me, and she knocked me down to like a half a point on the front end or something like that. So I got you know noodles on a on on a deal mm-hmm. uh four hundred bucks so um so so that was that. But then my next day was like a five g whopper mm-hmm. you know what i mean <laughs> like i can't I remember you know you know, you was, you was hood because we, I remember we went, to, you used to go to the cash, the cash agency. Okay. Cash check agency. They take like $15 out your check to cash yeah, your check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember I came home with five G's in my hand and i stayed with my boy at the time. Cause I got kicked out. My parents kicked me out for a while. I came home. I threw the five G's on the bed. I said, What now, bitch. <laughs> right. So, so, you know, like, I always been, been able to find a way to go out here and get it. So like, I ain't like college to me was a joke,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, like, like my girl, she a university chick, you know, she's intelligent and, and you know, she, she, she like doing shit about a book, you know? Um, but sometimes she, you know, when she's stressful, I help her with her homework. Like, yo, this is how you do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's just the way my mom's wired. My mom's wired to just be able to solve problems, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have met a lot of entrepreneurs that, um, that didn't go the college route and uh and and some that did i mean and i know you have kids um and so and just based on how um you know well how what's that discussion like at home about post-secondary
1: um it's very candid very very candid you know um I, i i tell my kids it is what it is if it's free it's good If you got to pay for, it's probably not good. Um, If you, if you, if you can't afford to pay for college cash, you probably shouldn't be going. Mm -hmm. You know, if you got to take out a loan to go, you probably shouldn't be going. Um, Also, if you, if you don't get a free ride, like if you don't get a scholarship, you probably not college material anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You're not taking it serious, right? (laughs) Like if you took it serious, you got to think about like, A lot of kids coast through high school. I coast through high school. If I applied myself, I could have easily been, you know, uh, full ride to some university. You know what I mean? Like some university would have taken me, especially for being an athlete. So, like, it it doesn't take much. Even as an adult, probably easier as an adult, doesn't take much to be in the top percentile, right? You just got to actually like do what you're supposed to do, and then go a little bit above that, (laughs) you know, and you're better than everybody else. So I don't know, man. It's just like, yeah, I, you know, I tell my kids, like, if you don't get a full ride, you ain't going, bro. You need to go and get a trade or a skill or a job or, or get you a fucking econ business. You know, like I told my daughter, I said, I said, if you don't, if you leave college, if you leave high school and you're not getting at least $50,000 online, I failed you as a father. Mm. Like there's no reason why she can't pop up a doggy blog throw up some google ads and two years later be floating on at least 30k cash coming in 30 to 50k cash coming in mm-hmm. you know just off a doggy blog then you just take you know a percentage of that and pay somebody to fuck a blog about doggies all day like this shit doesn't take much you know but it's you know your, your kids you know your kids so so i tell them like so like if you don't got a scholarship You got to pay for college and I'll show you how to get that money. You know, if you want to go to college, you should pay for it cash, but don't take out no loans. That's stupid. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to get into some more of that. Like you you just mentioned the e-commerce business. So, and I'm trying to go through the portfolio. I don't want to, I don't want to go through all the ways you make money because I know you have like a, uh, but so we have the three tech companies. I don't know if those are cash positive. I know that uh, you just mentioned, um, you know the information, which is like I think a great resource for people. Um, what are some of the other things that not, and like? The, the YouTube channel, I'm sure you know this brings in something, yeah. What are some the other things you're invested in do you do real estate? Do you do? Um,
1: like I used to do real estate, like I said, you know, I came yeah, from that world. world, yeah, yeah, I came from that world. Um, the thing is with me is, um, I don't own a vehicle, I don't, I don't. I don't want to own a vehicle in the state of New Jersey. Um, This state is racist and their entire judicial system is racist. So I refuse to drive in this state. So I don't own a motor vehicle. And and that's a huge hindrance when it comes to doing real estate. So technically I can't do real estate. Um, But if you got a car, real estate is probably um, really easy and something I would do. Also, even if I had a car, I probably wouldn't do it. Um, I just, I don't like leaving the house. Um, um, I can be social, but I don't like being social. Like I don't want to go out and sell and talk to people. Um, that's just not want to do what I want to do with my time. I'd rather help people. That's what I really want to do with my time. I want to answer questions and help people and, and volunteer my time. Um, that's what I want to do. I don't want to be out here, um, taking houses from poor people and selling it to rich people. That's not what I want to do.
0: Mm-hmm. And so not, not even as a landlord or as a, equity partner.
1: I mean it's something, you know, that if the opportunity arises, you know, you you'll always take advantage of that. It's just not where my mind is, you know. Um my mind is on tech, you know. My mind is right. um software um and 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 let's and let's let's focus on on these. Let's focus on these things, you know, because um let's be honest, Jeff Bezos didn't get didn't get rich off of selling houses. Um, you know, the, the top companies in the world are tech companies. I want to be one of the top people in the world. And the only way you're going to do that is tech. You're not going to do it through some fucking houses. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, but you know, um, I work with Dave Oswald That's my old boss mentor. Um, but he, um, amazing real estate guy. If I ever want to get into real estate, it, you know, it, it, it's not a problem for me. You know, I understand the whole game. If I did it, I'd probably do REOs, um, and foreclosures, um, which is the only way to buy a house i believe um is all cash again, same scheme <laughs> you know um but uh you know i think uh, if you're somebody who um has good credit um and uh, in the right states you know I would take out a loan and buy ten houses <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i would, you know if you if you you know i just i don't know i just i hate the whole That's banking good. system i hate the whole banking system and everything.
0: Yeah. Um and, and Hotep Nation and uh Hotep is it Hotep Khan? Is that the what's
1: the yeah, name? Yeah, that was the that's the event. It got yeah. postponed obviously because of the quarantine. Um yeah, so that uh Hotep Nation, hotepnation.com, dot com. That's our nonprofit organization, that's our foundation. Um foundation uh literally and uh based upon paperwork as well. Um but you know, that that is uh Uncle Hotep, do Do Smite. P you know Muktar, um, uh, Chad, Brody, the whole squad, you know, um, so a lot of us um, I'll be here if I keep naming i am just going to keep naming people
0: okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, that's but yeah, it. you know
1: anything, and then I'm
0: sure I'm, I'm assuming that's also aligned with uh, helping people
1: yeah it's about culture, that? you know it's about culture at the end of the day you know what what are the values in your household what what do you value? going into your mind? What do you value going into your body? You know, like that's what this is about. You know, what what are you intaking? And then and then what are you giving people? And then, you know, like what's the what's your behavior like? You know, how do you interact with people? What people do you interact with? It's a, it's a, it's a very just refined culture, more traditional conventional um not this new society where it's like uh kind of reckless has no uh no binding to any moral code or creed um people don't have values anymore you know it's like oh i have an only fans account because i can make a lot of money and as a duel, you know, I thought about it myself, like, yo, would I do porn? Like, you know, you just got to have that thought, right? You're like, could I do porn? Or would I do porn? Like, I got to be really broke to do that. <laughs> like, I'm like, I never want to be that broke, right? Like, I always thought about that. I was like, I never want to be broke enough to want to do porn. Mm-hmm. So when women do it, I'm just like, I get it because you want the money you want to do wild shit you young. Like, I get it. That's cool. But Where's that moral code? Like, where's that thing that says, nah, I can live the life I want to live doing things that are more reciprocal, cyclical, meaning when an animal dies, it decays and in the soil and the nutrients go into the soil. And then the next animal's gonna come along. They're gonna eat the grass that grows from that soil, and it goes around. You see what I'm saying? When somebody's uh, uh, in, uh, using pornography as their source of income, uh, there's they, they cut off that cycle. There's no nutrition anymore. It's they're taking uh, radioactive waste and throwing it on the soil, so nothing can grow there anymore. They're stopping that cycle of growth. If these people, if these persons were Uh, investing their time in um, renewable energy they're investing their time in how to clean up the ocean (laughs) you see how they're nurturing life Mm -hmm. that cycle would keep going people aren't investing their times in the things that nourish life they invest their times in in, and in things that kill life and then we wonder why we have such a devious world I think even when, with some, some people with startups, they're like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm working on a startup. I'm like, cool. What's the startup do? And it's like, how is that nourishing life on this planet? It's just another distraction. Hmm. You know, like I don't want to be involved in a project. That's another distraction, you know, like let's give people solutions to real life problems.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wrote, I wrote a blog on um, digital addiction and uh, I wrote, I read a book called digital minimalism and um, it's, it's a bit ironic because like uh you know I, I found you on the internet <laughs> and i know you sort of built something based on social media which is incredibly distracting um oh how, how do you think about organizing your day do you limit yourself on social media like what do you, how do you approach that uh
1: or now really? i don't have to limit myself on social media uh people discuss me so much i feel repulsed to even read uh, what people so are thinking <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I usually like dump and go. Um, if I'm on social media for a long period of time, uh, it's because there's a lot of information to consume. Um, it, you know, I might be on Twitter for two hours um, mm-hmm. because there's seven trending topics and I got a show tomorrow. <laughs> right? So, so I'm looking to see what people are saying about things and the articles linked to now, so now. I'm hitting that article now. I'm reading and then that link to a YouTube. So now I'm on YouTube and I'm watching this ten minute video. Then I go back to Twitter. Like you can really get lost in Twitter like that, you know? So, um, and then it's like on to the next trending topic. And then you end up in another rabbit hole, right?
0: right. Exactly. Um, yeah.
1: But for me, um, you know, uh, like Eugene Schwartz say, if you ever want to become a good marketer, you have to read the National Enquirer. You, know, you got to read the tabloids. Twitter is that tabloid. It tells you uh, what people are 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 thinking about, speaking about, what they like, what they don't like, and it's also giving you the language, which is the most important piece: is the language that they're using when we when they talk about these events and products and brands and people and things. So when you observe. Uh, you can either, uh, you know, your, your perspective on how you observe social media can be in different states. Some people are in a very uh, subconscious state. Uh, I believe you have to look at social media in a conscious state and know what you're looking at. And every time you come across a piece of something, knowing how to frame that in your mind, uh, knowing how to be objective in your mind, Cause you can get emotional on some of these things. You see somebody say something you don't like. And now it's like, Oh, I have to argue with this person now. And it's just like, yeah. no, like this is just what somebody said on Twitter. We keep scrolling. Like, th- like certain things don't deserve your attention. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you know, you, you um, I forget where I was going with that.
0: Yeah. I was um, just asking you about like how you schedule your day around like, um, oh, like yeah. and social media. But I, I do, you know, it's, we're approaching, I want to respect your time. We're approaching the top of the hour. And, um, and, uh, and I wanted to get into, before we closed out, um, I think you're a master marketer. And I want to say that. Thank I you. I think you're very funny. Thank um, you. And, uh, you know, and I, what I really like, I, I don't think we see, we have all the same views, like on, um, on politics, but what I really love about what you represent, at least how I've interpreted, is that you love being black. <laughs> oh yeah. The um, uh, but the cl- so I just want to say that before we close that. But my last question, just about it's about um, businesses post COVID or like you know what you what you think if you had to give advice to somebody trying to start something,
1: um, what do you think they should be focused on? Uh uh. Uh So. Y- 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 I don't think it's fair for me to say what people should be focused on. As it'd be better to tell them how to find something to focus on, right? So, uh, NeilPatel.com did an article on this. I think Noah has artic- Noah Kagan has articles on this. Um, there's articles everywhere. People are publishing about what people are talking about on social media. What people are emailing each other about. What industries have went up and what industries have gone down go look at this data see what's up see what's down see understand why certain industries are up why certain industries are down look at look at their history look at these industries histories and see potential for a rebound because you might get in an industry that's low now because it's buying low so when it rebounds you're the king of the hill you know you might go into one of these more popular industries and you could win because you're in a winning market or you could get drowned out because you're in a saturated market, but look at these trends and and try to understand them. But uh, once you understand these trends and why they're that way, then go to the next level and uh, look for problems, look for problems. People are having check the reddits. I love looking at Reddit just check the reddits and, um, you know see what people are talking about problems look at the twitter uh, like i said you know twitter is a great place you know um like the other day i was looking for a new uh email client to send my emails to send my emails with and um i went to google first but you know google's dominated by seo mm-hmm. all my serps coming back dominated by seo dominated by seo so i couldn't you know, I was getting the same old names, you know, get response, mail little you know, campaign monitor. I'm like, no, there's gotta be something new that somebody's creating that I want that's for me. It's gotta be. I couldn't find it on Google. So where did I go? I went to Twitter mm. and I typed in get response because I wanted to see what people were saying about get response. Lo and behold, you know, I run across this tweet and his tweets like. Oh, check out this new, this new thing called SendFox. So I'm like, okay, let's check it out. Check it out. It's exactly what I was looking for. It's new. It's like six months old. It's out of Silicon Valley. Noah Kagan runs it. I'm like, perfect, right? But you wouldn't find that on Google, right? You wouldn't find it. I don't know if you would find it on Reddit, but I found it on Twitter, you know? So I think look at the conversations. That's how you got to discover stuff, man. You got to look at the conversations people are having. Mm. Yeah, I actually use GetResponse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Do you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a great piece of software, um, which is why I use that as the pinnacle to search to search with. Right, right. You know, like let me see what people are saying. Yeah,
0: this is Hotep Jesus Brian Sharp. Um, I appreciate you taking the time this morning. to Talk to me.
1: Thank you for having me, man. It's yeah. a pleasure. Great questions. Great interview. I'll come back time